0: You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What's up, Hootah Nation? Welcome back inside another episode of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. Make sure to follow me, as always, on Twitter, at Rose Vogler Report, on Instagram, at Saints underscore Straight Up, and on Facebook, at Straight Up Saints. Those are the three accounts to follow. Now, this episode is going to be yet another interview, this time with Tommy Stevens, versatile quarterback and seventh round pick from the 2020 NFL draft, and he's a very intriguing prospect um, for the Saints to use because they can use him similar to Taysom in a variety of ways. I'm not going to say that he's a traditional quarterback. He's not going to say he's a traditional quarterback. He knows that he is strictly a very good and very versatile football player, so I'm very happy to have him on today's episode. Now, it's been an interesting time for the New Orleans Saints, and last time I had a podcast, I had Brian Biennemi on, and we were talking about Drew Brees, his apology, What's going on there? What does he need to do? And then, literally like two hours after I put out that podcast, Drew Brees' response to President Trump on Twitter, and they, I'm not going to say get into it, but that alone, just those two remarks, the one made by Trump and the one made by Brees, then spark a whole different story and a whole news cycle of things that have to do with number nine, who's been in the headlines for reasons that he probably wouldn't want to be in. Um, But it's been an interesting offseason. I think the one thing about the Saints is that they always keep you busy. Um, whether or not you prefer that, then you probably shouldn't have picked to be a Saints fan. But the reality is it's been a very interesting offseason. And the fact that they have been in the news as much without really having a training camp with players at home right now, its pretty crazy. I thought it was going to be a relaxing offseason. I was wrong, but it's been fun nonetheless. Now, before I get into this interview with Tommy Stevens, there's a couple of things I want to address. And the first one, I want to give a shout out to Michael Thomas. Now, Michael Thomas, we know the work he does on the football field. It's fantastic. He's the reigning offensive player of the year. He is arguably the best wide receiver in football. He has done a lot this offseason, and a lot for the good reason. So recently, he helped clear $2.3 million in medical debt for people in Louisiana who need that type of money right now, who aren't able to pay their medical bills, who are struggling. Michael Thomas clears $2.3 million right there. That That's a huge move for him. And that's not all he did this offseason. He, he donated meals to 3,000 healthcare workers during the pandemic. He actually inspired the NFL players to do that Black Lives Matter video where they're basically saying, what if I was George Floyd? What if it was me that was a victim of uh, police brutality? So Michael Thomas, you can say whatever you want. I'm not going to agree with it if it's something negative. That guy has shown that he's not just one of those star wide receivers who everyone says is the next Antonio Brown or the next uh, Terrell Owens. He does so much more. He's a great dude, and if these actions don't, prove that um, then you're just being stuck up at this point but he has done a lot this offseason you can make an argument his impact off the field is greater than his impact on the field which would just be saying something about his character but I'm really happy to see what he's been doing with the team also me and and, and Ross Jackson we decided we were going to do in a sense more of a charitable giveaway and I don't even want to really use the word giveaway but I think it's the only one to use for this particular scenario so we decided we're going to donate each three Demario Davis man of God items for saints fans. And all that money actually goes to George Floyd's family. And then all of a sudden we put that out there and then saints fans say, Hey, I'd love to donate. You guys can figure out where these are going, but I'd love to donate. And all of a sudden Ross and I end up getting about, we went from donating six headbands to we're upwards of 25 headbands. And I think that's just incredible. Um, on on the who nations part, I think every single one of you who actually did donate. Um, and even if you didn't, I still appreciate you guys. Um, It it was really sweet of you guys to help chip in, Um, and and I could speak for Ross on his behalf for this one. We definitely appreciate it. So we're going to announce who gets those later this week. Um, We are privately going to message the people who ended up getting randomly selected. Remember, this is not for some type of publicity stunt or gaining followers. We didn't even make any rules. We strictly said we're picking people from our following list on a random number generator, and we're going to go from there. Nothing else to it. So if you're a Saints fan and you don't really use Twitter that much, but you do follow me, you probably should just in case you end up being one of the people to end up getting selected. And I will message you guys if that ends up being the case. But without further ado, let's get into this interview with Saints quarterback Tommy Stevens um, from Penn State and Mississippi State, versatile player. And let's just get right into this. I want to talk about the draft because there was a lot of rumors floating around that, you know. Tommy Stevens is a really hot commodity um, if he slips out of the seventh round. And then the Saints come up and they trade in and they end up selecting you. So for you personally, were you kind of surprised getting that call from the Saints? How was that whole experience for you?
1: Um, You know, it it all happened really, really quickly. Um, Going into the draft, I knew that if I was going to be drafted, it would be the late sixth round, seventh round, right around those areas. So, um, you know, I watched the draft, not like everybody else, but didn't exactly lock in until the later round. Um, I, I talked to the Saints early in the draft process, um, you know, before the draft started. I talked to them, had meetings with them. And um, so, you know, for me to end up in New Orleans wasn't too much of a surprise, but, um, you know, given that going into day three, they had no picks, I guess you could say that I was uh, expecting it. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy with the way that everything worked out. I'm happy to be a Saint. And, um, you know, things happen for a reason. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited to, to be where I am.
0: So a lot of people were saying, you know, you might be the Taysom Hill of this draft class, and it turns out you're now teammates with the guy. How do you feel about that pro comp? Do you think that's fair? Do you Would you rather not be compared to Taysom per se? What do you feel about that?
1: Um, well, you know, first, I'm, I'm honored to, you know, to grow comparisons to Taysom just based on the things that he's been able to do at the highest level. Um, you know, I've, I've always been taught at an early age to, to play as many positions as I can to to make it easier to get yourself on the field, um, so uh, yeah, I like to think of myself as a football player, and I've never had the conversation with stuff about it. Uh, but you know, I would like to believe that he thinks of himself as the same. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that's you know, I feel like you're you know being able to you know being able to do a lot of different things uh, makes you more valuable uh, as a player. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever the team asks you to do to uh, you know win football games.
0: Absolutely. Have you guys talked about you know making that transition over? Um, you know when you're strictly a quarterback in college, so all of a sudden learning how to play wide receiver, learning how to play tight end, um, being a runner. Uh, have you guys talked a little bit about that? I know it's tough with everything being remote right now.
1: Yeah, everything has kind of put a uh, you know an interesting twist on on how things have been handled. Um, you know, to this point, I've been learning everything as a quarterback, um, but at the same time, you know, I, I did do similar things. Uh, when I was at Penn State, uh, and, I, and I never, I never practiced, uh, I guess, with with the wide receivers. I never practiced with the running backs. You know, I always, I always practiced as a quarterback. Uh, and then I did these things, you know, per game plan. I guess you could say. Uh, in practice, that was the only time I ever did those things. But um, I was always trained as a quarterback. And um, you know, to my knowledge, I, at least as of now, I see it working out in a similar way.
0: So, for you personally, what do you think's like the toughest challenge? Um, having all these facilities closed for so long, do you think it's more from the side of uh, you know not being able to use NFL equipment and having the facilities to run live game reps, or is it more of a not having the chance to be around coaches twenty four seven and soak in uh, information from the playbook? Which one do you think's the bigger issue? Uh, not just for you, but for like NFL players in general, that uh, they're not at team facilities right
1: now. Well, I think. It, it affects the younger guys more, uh, more so, with, you know, the information that, you know, it's, it, it's really, really hard. Um, you know, at least for, for me, I can't really speak for anybody else, but, uh, you know, to try to learn all this information, um, you know, through zoom calls and, and WebEx meetings, things like that, um, makes it, makes it more difficult, but at the same time, you know, everybody's on an even platform. So, um, you know, everybody gets the same, um, and depending on how it's installed and stuff, you know, it's, yeah, for me, it would be more easy to, uh, I guess easier to, to learn it and doing, you know, live reps. So, um, know, yeah, that's a challenge, but like I said, everybody's dealing with it right now. It's still, um, you know, everybody's trying to do what's best. So, um, you know, giving them taking it day by day and just in working as hard as I can in every way possible. Um, yeah, I've been trying to learn learn his playbook and in the same time stay in shape. So um, I do think that you know the you know the better days are coming. I think that we're going to be in the facility here soon. Um, at least you know, I've got my fingers crossed, and that's you know wishful thinking. But um, you know, hopefully these things start to clear up, and and uh, we're able to get back into the facility.
0: So I have to ask you because I saw the report yesterday that you know apparently you guys spoke to Spike Lee in in a recent meeting. How is it like having an iconic figure like that um, talk to you guys, even if it was just for a brief moment?
1: Yeah, no, it's been really, really cool. We've we've had uh, we've had really some influential people in in our team meetings, and um, you know it's a credit to the, the Coach Payton and the staff for being able to put these things together. You know, I. I I've, I've had some unique experiences over my time at, uh, you know, Penn State and Mississippi State. And, um, but, I've, you know, I've never talked to a guy like Spike Lee. I've never talked to a guy like Shaq, you know. So, uh, you know, just having those guys, and I guess you can't leave Snoop Dogg out too because he was the other guest. So just having having those guys, um, you know, in our meetings has been really cool. Just, to you know, obviously all three very successful people in their own, in their own, uh, you know, area. So, uh, you know, just having them in there, being able to, to, uh, you know, have them share, uh, you know, some light on, you know, their experiences and, uh, you know, taking their advice has been really cool.
0: So, you know, it's it's no secret there that last week everyone was talking about Drew and Drew puts out the apology, then, uh, you know, the reports about the team meetings and how that went. Um, just from a br- very broad perspective, do you feel like the, the majority of the locker room has, you know, accepted Drew's apology and believes he's got something planned um, to help out the black community and join the cause?
1: Um, yeah, I think that the way that we're handling it right now, we're going to keep everything in house. Um, then, you know, obviously it's a, uh, you know, a big topic right now. Um, but you know, with the way that, you know, we're handling everything, we're going to try to keep everything, um, with, with us, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And actually, a lot of Saints fans have been saying, you know, the leadership in the locker room is very strong, that if you're going to pick a team uh, that would be in the headlines per se for a story like this, this is the one uh, to get over that hump. So I want to ask you, is there any chance you think Saints fans will be able to see you, Drew, and Taysom all on the same field for even if it's just one play during the 2020 season?
1: We could see us doing something like that. Um, Yeah, it creates great opportunity and and manipulates defense in a very unique way. So um, I guess we'll have to wait and see.
0: So before I let you go, I want to ask you a couple of questions about your college experience and and overall. I mean, you played with Penn State, you played with Mississippi State, uh, you played in a lot of big games. Um, What for you was the most memorable moment of that time?
1: Man, there's there's been a lot of lot of really really cool memories that I've been able to share from both places Um, I was able to play and and, you know, pretty much all of the big-time stadiums uh, in, in the Big Ten and, and some of them in the SEC only have one year. So, um, you know, I, I, I was able to play in the, in the Rose Bowl. I was able to play in the, in the Citrus Bowl. I was able to play in the uh, the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, so all three really, really big bowl games. And, you know, New York City Bowl as well, Mississippi State. Um, but one of the biggest things that I can, you know, that I'm thinking of right off the top of my head Obviously, there's a lot to, to choose from but being able to win the Big Ten championship in my hometown of Indianapolis was was really special to me. Um, you know I can't remember exactly how many years uh, to the date it was but it was actually on um, um, you know for a special night for us to you know be able to do that on that day in my hometown of Indianapolis so that was definitely a really special night.
0: So you spent last season um, at Mississippi State with Coach Moorhead. They end up moving off him. They they get Coach Leach now. Um, from you know just from an outside perspective here, obviously you didn't have a chance to you know spend time with the new coaching staff. But how do you feel about your old school changing it up? Do you feel like Coach Moorhead should have got another year? Uh, just what what do you feel about that?
1: Um, you, know, I've heard, you know I've heard nothing but great, and hopefully he's able to uh, you know to bring his staff in and, and uh, you know create you know, something, something good for Mississippi State. I, I really hope that, you know, they can kind of not necessarily get things turned around. I think things were starting to turn. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that, uh, you know, you can bring something special and hopefully, uh, you know, make those guys a contender. Um, you know, as far as the decision, uh, you know, I, do I agree it was the right decision? I don't. Um, but, you know, at the same time, everybody has their opinion and everybody thinks, um, you know, what they were obviously they did what they thought was, was best for the university, so uh, yeah, I can't fault them for that. Uh, coach Leach coming into Mississippi State has great plans ahead for them, so um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited for both parties.
0: So your other former coach, uh, Coach Franklin, obviously one of the more well respected figures, not just in college football and all of football. Do you think he's one of those coaches that's just going to stay in college, be an elite figure there, or do you think he's a guy who can make that jump and become an NFL coach? Um, what, what do you feel about James Franklin there?
1: Um, I, I do think that, you know, Coach Franklin handles, uh, you know, a lot of things well. Um, I think, uh, you know, he's, he's doing a lot of good things right now at the state. So I, 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 don't really see him moving, um, on the NFL. Uh, that's just, you know, personally, I don't know that jump, but, uh, I guess crazy things have happened.
0: So my last question for you, Tommy, what's the first meal you plan on having when you get to new Orleans?
1: You know, I've never actually even thought about that. You know, I, I kind of got my first uh, dip into southern food a little bit, a lot of Mississippi State. Um, I had crawfish for the first time with my roommate, uh, who is a Louisiana uh, native. So, I, um, you know, it was new for me. As far as a meal, I mean, I'm not sure, actually. I probably should start looking into uh, some of the nicer, nicer places in New Orleans to try to have a, a real good first meal. That's actually a, a pretty good point I should probably consider.
0: It's all good, and you can't go wrong with crawfish. I'm pretty sure people in New Orleans will be very fine with that selection. Uh, Anyway, Tommy, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview, man. I wish you all the best, and uh, I know I could speak for most Saints fans here that we look forward to seeing what you could do on the field, whether it's as a quarterback, receiver, tight end, whatever position, um, we look forward to it, man. So I wish you all the best. Uh, I hope you have a great training camp when it starts up, and I thank you very much for taking the time to do this.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Once again, that was Tommy Stevens. Saints rookie slash seventh round pick from this NFL draft, and he's a versatile player. Um, I actually had a podcast on him way back, I believe in April, end of April, um, just talking about his versatility. That's a type of player that the Saints can use in a variety of ways. And you know how Sean Payton gets creative, and you put him there on the same team with the Taysom Hill. You still have your other weapons on the field, and Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara. The offense is going to be scary. I don't know, per se, if Tommy is going to be ready to make a huge impact in his rookie year. I can't quote you on that, and I don't know, because we still have to see what he can do, Um, but I know for a fact, in terms of versatility, this is a player that Sean Payton will love, and this is a guy, if he develops in the right way, can become a weapon, similar to Taysom Hill. Will he be as good? I don't know, because Taysom's been fantastic, but... I think Tommy Stevens is very athletic, and you can even go look at some plays specifically during his time at Penn State because they had Trace McSorley, and they did, they couldn't find a real big role for Tommy. They'd use him out in jet, jet sweeps. They throw the ball to him in the flat. They found ways to utilize him while still also having a quarterback. By the way, it was athletic. So, if you want to find the blueprint to think, oh, how can the Saints use Tommy Stevens and Taysom Hill? I think the blueprint is there. Penn State gave it to you a couple of years ago uh, when he was with the Knitley Line. So that's something to look at there. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. I want to thank you guys very much for taking the time to listen to this, and look forward to more interviews in the future, whether that's with Saints players, Saints reporters, uh, Saints podcasters. I will have it here for you guys. So don't forget to subscribe. And review the podcast on Apple. And until then, guys, I will speak to you sometime next week.